Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to talk about pinball fantasies. Uh, before we get started, uh, it's back. What's back? The Amiga 1200 case Kickstarter is they, back. They've reissued it, eh? Yeah. Um, I looked at it right before we recorded, and they're about halfway there. And I think they've got about half their time left, too. So and what's the, what's the new goal? The new goal is $140,000. And what was the old goal? I believe it was larger than that. I think it might have been 150 something. So they so, might have slightly decreased it. Uh-huh. But they've raised about half of what they need. Uh, $71,000 has been pledged. Uh, the big difference with this one is that it is a branded case. It actually has the Amiga name on it. Which I, I how guess, did they do that? I guess that they, they talked to the folks that own you know, the Amiga name. Kind of like how, you know, I'm sure you've heard about the Commodore phone that was recently released. It's I wonder just who owns Amiga, though. I don't know. That would probably be one of those uh, things that I could have researched, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but uh, I did read that they talked to the rights holders. I want to say it was like, it sounded like Epson, but it's not. It's like Emson <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, But anyway, they, they've managed to acquire the name. It's stamped right where it should be. Uh, and so I guess, you know, if you're looking for a 1200 case, is that the thing that pushed you over the edge? Maybe. Um, I guess if you're wanting to put it in, I'm trying to think about, you know, other computers, you know, like a Breadbox C64. Um, I guess if I was going to order a new case for it, it would be nice to have it, that same Commodore, you know, badge on it, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It's really as close to the original as you can get and still get all the extra goodies. Right, and and that's what they're going for. So uh, we'll keep updating that until it's over, but uh, good luck to those guys. Yeah, I, good luck, y'all. I, I hope it gets funded. Uh, there's another piece of Amiga uh, hardware that came out this week. Uh, it is an optical mouse uh, was released for the Amiga. And uh, it is a thousand DPI, which uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's got a scroll wheel, it's got a third button, uh, and it has the classic Boing Ball uh, on it. Right. You know, the the badge has got that that Amiga Boing Ball on it. So uh, that's available over at AmigaKit.com, uh, of course. Um, of course. Um, this just came out. This just came out. This just and this out. is a this is a port compatible mouse. I mean, you can yeah, it, it's got a DB9 connection. Uh, it works with everything but the Amiga 600. Uh, there's a special huh. a special adapter that you need for the Amiga 600. Huh. I wonder, you know, I don't know enough about the 600 to know what the difference might be. I yeah, but it literally it works with all of the other ones. I'm looking did, at a list of them right now. Did they have a price on this thing? Uh, they did. I don't know why what, I didn't. Why do I keep asking you things? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't write it down. So, uh, but I, I will include the link on the show notes. Um, and uh, did you see the price? Do you remember what was that? Was it ludicrous? You know what? Let's let's pause the action real quick. The price is sixteen dollars. Uh, so, do you American? Think, yeah, American. Do you think that that's that's fair? Yeah, actually, if you look at the 
there are adapters I've seen that convert to to a PC mouse, and they're probably more than that. So, mm-hmm. it's and a this good deal. seems to have all the features that uh, that a, a, you know a contemporary mouse would have. As far that as that actually wheel sounds like something I need to pick up because the uh, I've got the old faithful mouse from back in the day, and I've actually got four or five mice. I've bought them every time I see them. Because you never know, mm-hmm. and but uh, you know, they, it, the, an optical mouse, yeah, that'd be great. It's amazing how the DB9. That's just the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That's right. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how you can put in stuff like a scroll wheel and still have it work with that that DB9 port. Well, you guys think the DB9 could control have a trackball stuck in it? I know, guess so. you're right. I guess you're right. Um, and then the last, no, yeah, the last bit of hardware that I've got this week is something that I found out. Um, from Rob O'Hare, our friend Rob. It's called the AMIV, and uh, it is an RGB to HDMI adapter. I saw this. Uh, he mentioned this on Spritecast, I believe. Yeah. It was on a link that I saw in there, and I, I had a look at that. So Interesting. This is uh, this is exactly what it sounds like. Apparently, it's a go-between, so you can hook up. You can go from an RGB on your Amiga to, uh, to a HDMI, so you can go out through a modern uh, TV set. Uh, it says that it uh, it supports um, HDMI uh, 720p, so you know pretty much you know HD. Uh, it's also compatible with DVI monitors, just like HDMI is, um, and uh, it's got six fine tuning buttons. So I guess you know that's I'm not really sure what would need fine tuning, but I, I guess if there's any sort of um, color adjustment that you need to do through that process, and they look like exactly what an arcade monitor looks like on the back you know those little uh those little knobs that have a little dent in them mm-hmm. um and uh and it's also it's got a it's the open source design and it's firmware upgradable through a usb port so there's no price on this unfortunately it's still in its prototype stage but uh if it's the same thing i looked at i believe they said they had not tested it with an ntsc amiga yet ah uh, so, so they're there now that doesn't mean it won't work but uh mm-hmm. There's the caveat. You, I don't know for 100 percent sure if right. you know what the scoop is on that. So check, check before you you know pick something up. And uh, hopefully, you know, even <laughs> if that is the case, if the power one takes off, maybe they'll they'll follow it up. Well, you know what, uh, an HDMI converter would be nice. I mean, it's doable now with if with a bunch of crazy things you can do to get it to work. Uh, but uh, uh, it'd be nice to have something you just plug in the back. But if for any reason in America it would be great for the, for to uh, sync up all that PAL stuff that that makes it that floats down the bottom of the screen. You know you can't mm-hmm. see it very well. If it could do that, that would be great. Yeah. Would you like to comment on this week's episode? Did John and Aaron finally make their first mistake? Leave us a comment at our blog at amigospodcast.com. Um, Aaron, do you have anything before we dive into our game this week? Nope, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. All right, well, Pinball Fantasies is our game this week. It was released in 1992 by Digital Illusions. It's the second pinball game released by them. Um, it was also available for a couple other systems. They did a CD32 port of it. Did, have you tried the CD32 That's, that's the one I played. Okay. And then it was also ported to the Jaguar. Which or the Jaguar, uh, which I would love to have. I've got a Jag. I, this is one game I don't have, and I don't know how hard it is to get, but I'd say pretty hard. Yeah, I uh, read some reviews on the Jag port. They were they were not great. Really? So, yeah. Um, apparently, there were a lot of uh, a lot of motion issues. Uh, the the smooth scrolling that's on the Amiga version 
uh, just maybe the Jag just couldn't handle it. The Jag is a is a is a tough tough console. It had a rough road. It did. It did. It is. It's one of my. It's one of my favorite um, consoles because of just how weird it was. You know, it touted itself as a 64 bit console um, when in fact it it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that you know all the buttons on the controller. Uh, so I, I try and play as much of it as I can. I know you own several stellar titles. Well, <laughs> the yeah, the, the Jag is, it's, I mean, it's the perfect combination of bad everything. Bad design, bad stick, bad <laughs> software, bad marketing. It's yeah. all bad. The uh, the 232-bit processors to get 64, bad math. <laughs> the, the, the controller is just horrible. It really is not good. The games, I don't care what the processing power is, it's just, they're not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there are very few Jag titles that I've played there, are, and I've got a, I've got a, a, some really obscure consoles, and it's I think without a doubt it's probably the worst one. I can't think of yeah, one. I mean, I, the CD32 had its issues, but still, hey, at least you could play good Amiga stuff on mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a, an interesting. You know, Atari had gone. That was their. I mean, they they put out. They didn't really develop the links. You know, that right, was, was Epic. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so they were basically going from the 7800 to the jag as far as their their consoles were, were concerned so it's it's just an interesting thing you know, but and the 7800 is not a it's not a bad little machine they they screwed it up with not putting better sound in it mm-hmm. and then software support was a problem again not a good joystick it was released you know three or four years after it was supposed to be right released. i mean if it had been released when it was supposed to be with that backward compatibility mm-hmm. you might have had something yeah, there absolutely. if they'd done something with the with the sound that would have helped you know they it had its potential it had a pause it had save game cartridges so that stuff's neat mm-hmm. but but yeah the they went from the 2600 and it seems like they kind of stepped down every time and the, their computers were gotten better but their their consoles just seem to get worse and worse unfortunately yeah. So did, uh, did you play the uh, the uh, Super Nintendo port of this at all, or have a look at no, it? No, I, I didn't. I, I probably should have. I had a I had a quick sake. I had a cup of coffee. Uh, the uh, uh, they they the tables look good. The menu's neat when you when you pick the tables. There's a little animated table. I mean, a little uh, uh, animated kind of a animated back glass. Mm-hmm. You know the picture that's in the Amiga version. This is a little animated. Like, there'll be a clown dancing around <laughs> for one, or a car was zooming around uh, for the next one. Uh, it looks pretty close. I didn't think the sound was as good. The uh, it may have played a little quicker. It's hard to say because I, I played it by emulation, so I don't know if that was the emulator or the or the, or the game. But it seemed like it might have been a little bit quicker. Uh, but uh, you know, it was pretty close to being about the same uh, as the as the Amiga uh, cool. title. Um, this one's got uh, it's got four new tables. Uh, it was funny because the the first half of this past week. I went through thinking that there were only two tables because they're not all on the screen. When and you hit the page down. Yeah, when yeah. you load up the game, you've got to hit the the run key or the stop key. It says in the um, on the on the screen, you know what? It actually turns out to be, I think the the, the page up and page down, like yeah. you said, you know, on the on the on the PC to get to those other tables. So at first I was like, wow, they released a sequel with two fewer tables. This, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and then when I started playing the tables, uh, I was thinking, boy, they really, because I don't know, before we get into the the individual tables, I think that this game on the whole is is, is much weaker than the first game. Did really? You, do you, what do you think? I'm trying to think if there's any tables here. That I think are be- are better than the best table in the first one. 
part of the problem for me before we get into the individual tables, <clears throat> and this is nitpicky. Okay, they've increased the size of the of the display for the characters or your score. Mm-hmm. They basically went from they went from a car- an alpha numeric to a, a DMD style display. They have pictures up there. They have you know they, it's it's just like the the next generation of pinball. Mm-hmm. But to do this, they increased the size of that strip, and I measured it. Because I knew, I was like, why am I not seeing as much as the table? And there's about a, uh, it's going to sound ludicrous and picky, but there's, there's, there's about a third of an inch difference between the, the two things. But it made a difference to me. Visually, I not seeing, uh, just that little piece of table you're not seeing, it it marred it a little bit for me. The other thing that I noticed with all of these tables is they just didn't seem as open as the uh, as the tables on the, the first game. Um, Dreams, right? That's the first yes. one. Yes. Um, you know, I'd hit the ball up into the playfield, and unless I hit a ramp, it seems like I'd hit, you know, an obstacle a third up the table, and it would bounce right back at me. You know, I, I don't mind having obstacles on the table you need to shoot around, but sometimes I like having, you know, a little, you know, more more obstacles up near the top of the table, and it just seemed like there was a lot of real estate being taken up by, you know, ramps and other things where I couldn't really get up, get up there. They may have went a little ramp happy on some of these. Um... I noticed that a lot of them had separate. This have, were almost like mini play fields on, on up at the top area mm-hmm. or the side. You know, it worked sometimes. Sometimes it didn't. It's like I said, it was this was. I like, it's funny thing is my favorite table in this collection isn't my favorite one to play. Uh, there's one that I like that I think is the best playing, and there's one I think is the best overall. Uh, and uh, and there's and there are two different tables, and there's one I don't like at all. Uh, but. Uh, was it was it as strong as the first pack? I mean, it's colorful. It looks really good. They did a good job. That some of the tables are really visually pleasing, but uh, I'd say probably in terms of playability, I may give the edge to the first one. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into each table. Um, first one is uh, Party Land. So uh, Party Land has a theme park theme, um, and uh, it also features. A creature that looks exactly like an evil Yoda. Did you notice yes. that? <laughs> yes, I saw that guy. He does. He looks like a, uh, an evil Yoda. Yes. Um, you know, I this was my favorite table of the of the bunch. Um, I really like the theme park. Uh, you know, atmosphere. Uh, I like that you spell puke. Yeah. You know, at the top, and you're you know you're trying to ride the cyclone and all that stuff. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of Fun House. It did. It even had the hidden skill shot above the uh, at the top of the table. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. behind Rudy's head. Mm-hmm. Um, that Fun House is a real pinball machine uh, that was released, I think, about the same time. I think that one came out around 92, don't you? I think you're right. I think it was, was that Williams that did mm-hmm. that one, yeah. And um, so... Uh, this was definitely... It had to have been partially inspired by that to a certain degree. Yeah, I think right. so. Or maybe Comet. A little I, bit of that in there. I really like uh, when you light uh, Party Land uh, on the play field. The lights light up in these really nice pastel colors. I thought that when they're not lit up, you know, they look a little bit dull, but they really popped, you know, when you lit those. Um, this was also the table that I felt like I was uh, the best at, which is maybe why it's my favorite, because <laughs> that's normally how that works, right? Um, I like the, the timer uh, when you have to, like, when you trigger the ducks you have to hit them within a certain amount of time or else that goes away which is sort of a that's another like the taxi does that right with mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so you know i just really felt like this table had a lot of great things going for it um 
And uh, so that that those were my thoughts. What were your thoughts on part? Well, of I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, the puke was cute. There's also the little the lights you light up that are at the bottom. It's ones like Super Mega Party or mm-hmm. some ludicrous thing. Um, the uh, the music was on this table was catchy. The graphics were bright and colorful. Um, I like the shot. I like that flipper that's mounted on the side. Uh, it's fun to what I what I would do is just for the few tables I actually use the tilt feature when I would when that ball flipped around I could tilt the table and get it to pop up to that flipper so I could try to hit that million point shot that yeah. was right there. That's the where you just get one shot at it, right? Yeah, you hit the cyclone. Um, the I thought this would be a good table. This is one of the, this is of all the tables in this collection. I think this one could probably be made in real life and be a pretty good table. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, just for the way it's laid out, but you know, it is sort of an. Uh, um, Mishmash of stuff of other ta- of other real life tables. That's not a bad thing, but it's okay. Uh, I didn't like it as much as uh, uh, as Beatbox, for example, on the on the last yeah. collection. I would put this. Uh, you know, it, it's probably it's probably it's my favorite overall table. Maybe ish. It did played okay. I mean, it, I like the shots off that left flipper, but there weren't a ton of shots that were real interesting to me on this one. Mm-hmm. So I put it. It's a top near the top of this collection, but I again, it, there were a couple others I liked better that from the first one. Um, when you when did you notice the message when you drain the ball? What's it say? It says get stuck, hun. <laughs> Which I was I was I guess that's the, the the theme park attendant coming to get you when you're stuck on a ride. <laughs> I was it was uh, um I didn't I didn't know what to make of that. That is str- <laughs> that is strange. Um, so score. All right. Uh, um, you want to go first? Go ahead. All right. I ended up my top score, and I played this quite a few times, 6,627,230. Sorry, Boat. I got 9,593,630. You bested me. I, I played this actually several times. You can see I erased scores <laughs> here as I went. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, you know, this one I will admit, uh, when I had this collection in my younger days, this was the table I played the most. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, and it did come back to me after a few plays. Uh, you know, it's the even the worst of these tables is not crap. I'll no. say that straight up. I mean, they're good tables. They and I, often I thought to myself, these people have really done a good job with the layouts in terms of the you know the ball is not getting stuck or do anything wacky. Mm-hmm. So and and so this is a this is a good table. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now we come to a table that I didn't like as much. Speed, Speed Devils. Devils. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> it was the same way. Um, this was their tribute to, uh, you know, uh, what's the big car pinball machine with the big motor? At, uh, help me out here. It's the, uh, in real life. Not real motor life. dome. No, no, no. Uh, it'll hit me. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go. Um, so this one, it looks nice. Uh, the... Uh, there's some nice audio samples, you know, when you hit different things, there's different car sounds that, you know, you come, um, there's, uh, when you drain a ball, it says sliding off the road. So it's cute. Um, the big problem I had with this table is I couldn't figure out how to activate any of the modes. It was, I, I have to say, I was, I, it was difficult for me to figure out exactly what to do to, to increase my position in the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, which is that sort of the gimmick and issue racing. Uh, I know there were loops you could do that you would that could complete. This table was just um, I hated the top, the upper part of it, the uh, uh, the you know when you first kick your ball up there. I don't like where a table. I don't like a table that's that got a 
got a, the set, the lanes at the top that are so separated from the rest of the table. And you it slows it down when you beat it up there. It's, I never and this 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 whole collection had a lot of those. Yeah, I totally agree. I love a fast table, and um, in this table, you know, you knock it up there, and you know, you bat it around with the flippers. That and are you up could at the bat top it around and, over and over. Yeah. I mean, you could go all day on but that. But it wouldn't really increase your score, you know, a whole lot. There was no real incentive to do that. Well, once you flipped it around what twice, then you could. Or once you lit every letter, then you could you could flip it off to the side, and, and there was a lane that would give you an X oh, amount of points. Okay, okay. you know, I never just, got that far. You know, I, on the bottom of the playfield, they have all of these you know gauges and things that you can fill up, and yeah. I I was sitting there playing it and playing it, and none of that stuff was lighting up for me, <laughs> and I was just getting frustrated. So I, I don't think I did well um, on this table. Uh, my score was four million four hundred seventy six thousand four hundred fifty. Yeah, I beat you on this one too. Um, I got seven million one hundred thirty-two thousand five hundred seventy. The you know I will say the lane changes on the sides. I noticed that, which that's something that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there were actually two two lanes that you could change. The shot selection on this seemed limited to me. It's just again, uh, uh, like you maybe this is sort of exactly what you said. It, the the when you go to shoot the ball. There's so much stuff that there's no room for the ball to go anywhere. Yeah. And so it would just bang off stuff that was nearby that didn't do anything and then and you're it's just not that it was no fun you couldn't you know target what, you know what it reminded me of is um no good gophers a little bit because they've got those big huge ramps at the top and the end uh so anyway speed devils i'd give it a pass you know you and also i'm not a car guy maybe yeah. I, and i'm not a racing fan so i mean the theme didn't do anything for me. it's a lot like the rocket ship one in the last one it was okay but the theme didn't really blow my mind this one i'm just not a car guy if i was into cars and racing there's a pinball machine that's similar to this in real life in fact i think it's part of the gottlieb collection i can't remember what it's called but it, where you race around and you move up position and stuff and it's, i didn't like it either yeah, I, i'm blanking on on that table i'll look this stuff up later yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh the third table um was a uh, billion dollar game show uh this was another one of my favorites uh, I love the music. I thought it was great. Um, I felt like the colors on the table could have been better. I thought the colors were a little bit bland. Um, but I enjoyed... I could understand what was going on. You know, you accumulate money, you accumulate points. Um, the table seemed more open than a lot of the other tables, so I didn't feel like I was constantly banging into stuff I didn't want to hit. Uh, what, what did you think about Billion Dollar Game Show? I, I agree with you to a certain degree. It's, this is this was my favorite table to play. The theme was not fleshed out well with this table, in my opinion. There's a lot of cool things you could do with the concept of a game show. It's been done in pinball plenty of times, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but the music I, and the music was good. It didn't fit a game show theme. It just didn't fit. It, it just seemed like random. It was good music, but it just didn't seem like yeah, it had I agree to do with, with the, yeah, I agree that. with that. Um, the uh, I like the host in the middle, you know, with the you know, and he's got the girls mm-hmm. on his side, but he you didn't hear any host speak. They could have put something in there, you know. Mm-hmm. They've had samples in in these games. They, I would like to hear him announce the prize you're going after, have something snarky to say, sort of la la smash TV, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I thought this was a pretty easy table, but it was my favorite one to play because there were a lot of fun shots. Yeah. And that's what made it. That's what made it interesting. One thing I did notice, and I guess this carries through to the entire game, is the only I played this. I played Pinball Fantasies a lot. This is the only table that I got a match on, and the match gave me it's a, not a free game, but an extra ball on oh, my wow. game. So that's I better up, than a free game. Yeah, so I ended up 
uh, having an extra ball to play with uh, uh, overall because I matched, so which did affect my score. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, that's that you did it fair and square. But I like this table. But boy, would I and the colors, like you said, it didn't. The colors didn't work. I didn't like the. I mean, it's get. It had this had art problems, which is unusual for these packs. They used to do a good job with the art. The art, the art, the picture was fine, but the fleshing out of the concept of it. And the prize stuff was cool, but I mean, again, the ranch they didn't seem to mean anything. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have seen some meaning behind yeah. what you were doing. I, I think I do agree with you. This is the table that, you know, it, it's it's definitely okay, and I didn't dislike it. But they could have done so much more. Yeah, yeah. And um, you play a game like you know Wheel of Fortune, you know, which I, I hate the Wheel of Fortune pinball <laughs> machine. But, but you but, can't knock them for not going for the theme. Right, right. It, I don't like it. It's just you know that flipper setup. I don't know who what they were thinking on that. It's horrible. It's just <laughs> it's horrible. It reminds me of a game I used to have called Big Casino. There was just a big huge gap. We're in between the flippers, and mm-hmm. then the ball just goes down there, and you're screwed. No amount of skill is getting out of there. It's almost you... like one of the old games. Oh, you know, big, old big Casino was from the 40s, oh, there I think. You go, yeah, yeah. So it was a wood rail. Uh, but, yeah, but thumbs up for the actual design of this machine. I like the, I like the skill uh, stuff, and I liked all of it, but the theme lacking. Yeah. Uh, and then the last table was stone. Score, did we oh, yeah. Score? I forgot about the score. Sorry. Uh, I'm sure you beat me on this. 7,943,150. Yeah, I got 14,206,350. Wow. You doubled my score. Yeah, I, I played that one the most of, of, the, of the four. Um, and then finally, we got stones and bones. Uh, why don't you talk about this one first? This was a throwback to the... To the uh, this reminded me an awful lot of the theme of the last Pinball Dreams... Uh, which had the two names. What, what was that thing called? Can you remember the name? Um, it was Graveyard. Graveyard was nightmare. one name. Yeah, Nightmare. <laughs> this was, although I will say they toned down the uh, I'm a high school boy you know, who likes Ozzy sort of theme with upside down crosses and blood. <laughs> this was more of a conventional scary table. Um, I like the music, especially the, the music that as you start the ball is real nice. Um, I like the uh, concept of the of the lifted platform on the on the left side, where the ball can come down two ways and it kind of curly cues mm-hmm. down. And, and if you've got that lit, uh, you can get I think it's a million point shot. Yeah, which I did that a couple times. It's reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, actually. Is, I haven't, yeah. you know, I've never played that one. You, I remember you telling me that. Um, the, I like the fact, like I said, the vault kickback again. That's on, off that thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just to have something like that. Um, the uh, there's a five million point shot, which I made that once. Um, the uh, overall though, um, it's a lot like the it's I'd say average. Again, it's it reminds me of the other ones. It's sort of claustrophobic. Yeah, uh, it has a lot going for, but again, it's got that it's got a separate cha- lane changing stuff when you go up there and do the do a little dosy do up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. The sound effects are good. It looks good. I will say I like the look of it visually. I'd say it's... It, I put it a lot like Party Land in terms of the. it's a good overall machine. It's not a great overall machine. It's good. Yeah. I really think that this is... This suffers from some of the same visual um, stumbles as the graveyard slash uh, nightmare. Where, I mean, it might not be quite as bad but i mean they still are just like throwing random pictures onto the play field you know there's no kind of coherent scary theme it's just being scared apparently is the theme <laughs> like you know I, you're right i mean it's not like an elvira or or something it, it, 
I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I thought the picture looked, it was like a Grim Reaper, I believe, on the, on the, on the thing. I thought it looked okay, you know. Yeah, but, it almost reminds me of somebody that just had a bunch of color forms and they just stuck them on. Oh, the- man. <laughs> oh, he's killing it. I, you got I was, you didn't have to like that curly Q raised. That I did like, yeah, I, did, I liked the mechanics of it, the vault kickback. And, and it was and neat to stuff. see the ball going there. And, 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 and the, the rules on this one were kind of fun. Yeah, you know, they did kind of drop the ball on the uh, when you lost your ball. It just says down the drain. Yeah. So yeah, Though it's funny. I, some of those I don't really think any of those are that clever. No. Uh, this time around, and the one like I said, the baffling one for party party land was. Like, you know, I just can't help to think, but think with this collection, you know, I I'm sure Pinball Dreams was just it sold so well because it was probably the first truly excellent pinball machine. That or pinball game on the Amiga, if not you know the wider computer world right, itself, right. that they might have just kind of been looking at tables that were coming out at around the same time, you know, adopting the DMD display and kind of throwing some things together, but maybe not putting in as much of the time as they did on the first title. And of course, that's just conjecture, but that's the way I felt. Did you see overall? Did you see marked improvements in anything from the first one? I mean, I think this came out the same year, so. I, with the exception of the, obviously they upgraded that D- DMD style, uh, I think maybe the ball moves the balls moved on and off the ramps a little bit more realistically. Um, did, did it look better overall? Anything? As far as visuals, no, I don't think that there was any visual improvement. I thought maybe the ramps maybe might have looked a little more realistic, but it, it, it seemed like like these a couple of these tables could have been in the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think Party Land and uh, and uh, this last one here, the uh, monster one could have you could have stuck that in there amongst the other ones, and, and you'd been like, okay, yeah, it's a good case of collection. Yeah. Now, um, the next table that we're gonna or the next game that we're going to talk about uh, when part three of our pinball series concludes is Slam Tilt, and uh, you can tell you know the years that separated these two games and Slam Tilt, which is another Digital Illusions game. Uh, there, it's a it's a major leap forward. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it yet, but I loaded it up briefly just to make sure it would work. Yeah, I haven't. I I, I, try, I tried my best not to look at illusions or or slam tilt. I figured we'd do we'd be covering those, so I uh, I uh, stayed stayed away. But I have I've loaded up slam tilt in the past, and it, I was pretty impressed. Was I yeah, recall? Yeah, it really it really is a, a light years ahead of of these two of these two games. But anyway, you know, if you're a pinball fan on the Amiga. You you know you owe it to yourself to play all these games. Yeah, sure, sure. And but while I'm thinking of what did you get on Stones and Bones, I ended up. <laughs> but I was hoping you'd forget because my score is so bad. Uh, four four million six hundred forty thousand. Oh I got twelve million one hundred ninety two thousand eight hundred thirty. Yeah, I, I did not enjoy playing Stones and Bones. Uh, it, I think I was just four tables in a week i spent so much time you know it's like a sliding scale where i spent most of the time on party land i was loving it and then speed devils you know and, and i did play more billion dollar game show than i did speed devils but stones and bones you know i played it a couple times and i just wanted to go back and play more party land it was just my favorite table you know the, i will say this I, I played a lot of i played a lot of this game this week i actually played quite a bit of pinball fantasies on the amiga this week and i've been playing a lot of the williams collection on the psp uh, this week, and obviously two different types of of pinball machines, two different types of approaches towards them. But I'll honestly say that the pinball series still holds up 
in terms of flat out gameplay it is a lot of fun uh, you could play these right now and I mean if they put out a TV collection or something like these like those Jack specifics or something like these are perfectly serviceable games I mean they're a lot of fun even the ones like we were killing uh, Speed Devils and Speed Devils is by no means bad no it's not my cup of tea. It's not Boat's cup of tea. But I mean, this is still a solid machine that you could that you could play and have a good time with. And maybe if you got into it more, you know, you'd enjoy it more. The rule set, you know, if you could get in, understand it a little bit better. But uh, overall, still, uh, there, you know, they were still firing all cylinders. Maybe this was a little bit too soon to come back. Like you said, maybe they just didn't have time to to go and redesign some proper machines. I'm hoping that when we get to Pinball Illusions. Which I, I have to say that one I have really no recollection of any of the machines in it. I'm hoping that I'm interested to see what they've done, given a, a couple years in between. Mm-hmm. You know, to, 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 but this a good effort, but it's almost more like an add-on disc or something than than a whole new game. Are you enjoying the Amigos podcast? If so, please take a moment to write us a review on iTunes iTunes is how most people discover podcasts, and by writing a review, you'll help us get to the top of the retro gaming and computing section. Thanks! I guess that that's everything that, that needs to be said about Pinball Fantasies. Yep, play them. Play them yeah. now. Uh, we'll be playing it on the live stream after this, and uh, next week on Thursday, which is our normal recording day, uh, I am going to not be able to record because... Uh, I'm a band director, and my marching band has to play the football game on that day. Um, and Aaron also has family obligations. So uh, we will uh, be releasing an interview that I did with Rob Flack O'Hara on the Amiga. Um, but that is not to say that we will also not be releasing a new episode of Amigos sometime next week. We're just not sure when. We've got to see if we can find a date to record. So if you're one of these people that always... Uh, you know tunes in on on thursday evening if you live in the u.s or maybe sometime on friday hoping for a new episode uh there's going to be one on that day no matter what but there may be some extra amiga action uh next week with aaron and i beautiful so. we love we love rob and uh we'll probably get something recorded yeah yeah speaking of that something uh aaron what's our game next week <clears throat> next week we're going to go after the amiga classic the ultimate amiga classic some would say lemmings uh, Lemmings is a great game. Uh, uh, some people love it. Some people don't love it. But uh, it'll be interesting to go back and have a look at it because I'll have to say uh, it seemed great to me in 1993 or whatever, but it's been a long time since I played it, and <laughs> I may have changed my tune by now. And I'm excited about it because I've never played the Amiga port of Lemmings. I mostly played Lemmings on the Super Nintendo, which by all accounts is a horrendous <laughs> exercise because of the lack of mouse. Well, the, um, the Amiga, ha- I'm, I'm almost certain that Amiga was the original oh yeah platform so so uh, uh you sh- yeah I, the the consoles didn't get treated too well with this just because of the lack of a mouse mm-hmm. I wonder if the the Mario paint mouse or whatever would work with the uh, that's a good question that maybe well, that will be answered <laughs> on <laughs> we'll the look next into episode. it folks hey and one more thing before we go I know that uh as many of you know it's the it's a dirty little secret of this podcast that uh I don't yet have an actual Amiga machine but Aaron has uh, been working it's night not that and day. Secret, since we mentioned it every show, <laughs> he's been working night and day uh, to uh, see if he can get an Amiga set up for me to use while we're recording the podcast. Is there any update on that? 
the the oh yeah it's a setup i'm waiting for the uh, power adapter to come in which i could have wired one up but i thought yeah let's just get something that's handmade so, so it's, it's if anyone out there knows that amiga power supplies are expensive and uh, i've had an amiga sitting at the house for quite a while but no power supply for it so we i'm going to jerry rig a pc power supply and there's a fellow that sells adapters and I happen to have a crap load of old AT power supplies sitting around, so I'm going to jerry-rig something up for, for Mr. Boat. So we're hoping to uh, figure out some way to do a video special of uh, us hooking up this Amiga and <laughs> yes. running it for the first time uh, down in my basement. So With a crate of discs right. I have sitting, standing by. <laughs> so you got that to look forward to. There's all kinds of things to look forward to here on uh, the Amigos podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. And until next time, adios. adios.